The JLab JBuds line has something for everyone. Like the JBuds Mini, the smallest earbud on the market by a major brand. Fits on your keychain. Perfect for on the go. They come in five amazing colors. Or the JBuds Air Sport. True wireless sport earbuds that have a secure fit, are sweatproof, and have be aware mode that allow you to exercise while still being aware of your surroundings. With over 44 hours of playtime, they help you conquer the hardest workouts. Use the code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. The Volume. What up, y'all? T-Bob here from Snaps, presented by FanDuel, your new favorite college football podcast. But I'm here to talk NFL because it is playoff time and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. Trust me, I would know. I've been handing out losing bets all year long on FanDuel, and what I've learned is, look, the app is safe, secure, it's easy to use, okay? They have a ton of great offers, boosts, and more all month long. When you do win, you get paid fast. And the best part is you can really play however you want to play. And I, and I mean that quite literally. If you love futures, those are there for you. If you love to parlay multiple games, that's there for you. If you like same game parlays because you just want to watch one primetime game with a lot of action, a lot of juice, uh, spread, money line over, unders, totals, player props, everything, live betting. You get to the game late and you want to, it's all there for you on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. So, Try out the same game Parlay Plus while you're there and download FanDuel now, which is now live in Ohio. That's right. If you are signing up for the first time, use the promo code SNAPS for great deals. And what are you waiting for? Download the FanDuel app today to start making every moment more. Hello, everyone, and welcome in to a brand new edition of Snaps. As you can see, I'm out here doing some live boots on the ground gumshoe report live from the Senior Bowl. We are on South Alabama, uh, South Alabama campus here at Hancock Whitney Stadium. And currently, right now, behind me, some of the best players in all of college football are fighting for their future on the practice field. Just saw the most exciting drill of the day, Aaron Murray. A little O-line, D-line, one-on-ones. Oh. Let's freaking go, dude. Ola with Timmy dominating all the people. That's what they wanted to see. A few people watch the quarterbacks, I suppose. Uh, what's oh. up, though, Aaron Murray? How you feeling, QB1? You feeling good, dude? All cozy and comfy at home? Well, I'm out here. I, I wish I did. Oh, you're drinking all night. Don't tell me you're you you are getting away from three kids. 
drinking all what? night, having a good time. Don't whoa, act like you're whoa, like whoa, living whoa. In, in like, you know, whoa, despair, boo-hoo, T-Bob right now. You're literally on like a four-day vacation. Like you don't need to be at the- I'm at the Holiday Inn and they don't even have, they don't even have room service there. And what am I supposed to what do, do dude? Who uses room service? Tough, it's called dude. Uber Eats. It's called Uber Eats. No one needs room service. No one needs to pay those extra fees. So okay, okay, uh, okay. Boo-hoo, what? No one, no one needs to pay extra fees. What the yeah, fuck? Sure. Uber Eats does have fees. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I I actually I, I okay. You want to take? I got to take for you. I actually loathe all food delivery companies, uh, and and it's yeah. not the companies themselves, but like food that is not delivered is not delivered for a reason, right? Like pizza yeah. travels fine if you have the right packaging. Uh, Chinese travels fine, right? Like. But you know what doesn't like a burger and fries? Like I, I, mm. I, I hate this delivery food revolution that we are currently living through. And then what I hate is when you order food and you just put it on the doorstep and you don't even ring the doorbell. You're right there, dude. Just knock on the door, ring the doorbell. Why is my pizza got to get cold just because you don't want to like have a, a, a basic human interaction? I don't know, dude. That's my old man take. You hate nil. I hate food delivery companies too much. Okay. We don't have any human uh, beings interacting with another. So I have better success with Postmates. So we had Uber Eats tonight. We were doing a little uh, pizza for little man because wife and I are going out to dinner. And says it delivered. It's nowhere to be found. Not with the neighbors. Not next door. Not across the street. The lady won't pick up her phone and say where the hell it was delivered. So I'm like, okay, well, there's 45 minutes waiting for a pizza. He's all pissed <laughs> off. He wants to watch yeah. Frozen for the 20th time while eating pizza. I'm like, well, we're going to have some mac and cheese, buddy. So I'm thinking he's going to forget about the whole pizza thing. Put the mac Uh, and cheese in front of him. He looks at me and says, nope, I want pizza. I'm like, well, buddy. Yeah, that away. I didn't didn't cuss. I said, Uber Eats screwed up. You have this and you can have a cookie. So he ate it, but like they always F up. It's crazy. So I'm with you. Old man, take two. Uh, You know, sometimes I'm just like, man, I'm just going to go pick up the food. Like, cut the middleman out. Just go pick it up. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, I think I think that actually is the place. So here at Team Snaps, we're anti Joel Klatt, and we are anti food delivery companies. Uh, yeah. Even though actually Aaron does hate listen to Joel Klatt and secretly loves him. Um, all right, some things to get to on the docket today. We are uh, debuting a brand new um, bit. Why why am I blanking on what you call these? Brand new segment. Uh, brand new segment called Only Takes, where. Uh, you will ask a question, any question. It could be sports-related, college football. It could be life. It could be anything. You ask a uh, question. It has to be a super chat, and then uh, we'll put all them together. And at the end, uh, we will go ahead and answer them. So just like OnlyFans, where you have to pay to see uh, nipples and uh, butthole, mm. uh, you have to pay to get these takes. So you basically have to simp for me and Eric. Now, there is no price requirement on this, a dollar, whatever the case may be. Throw some ones on the stage. Uh, let's welcome QB1 to the main stage. Go ahead and get those wallets ready, boys. And uh, we'll do a little only takes at the end of the show. Um, and we're going to talk about Nick Saban today. He's got new coordinators coming up. Aaron Murray's going to try to convince you that Oklahoma's going to win the Big 12, which sounds insane to me. And uh, we got to talk about Jim Harbaugh. Because uh, the story that never dies continues as it looks like it is down to him and Sean Payton now 
for the Denver Broncos job. Uh, first, remember, like and subscribe uh, to the YouTube channel, uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, whatever. Just please rate it and review it if, if you, like, actually enjoy it. It helps out the show a lot. Love reading all those new reviews, y'all. And uh, FanDuel.com. Uh, snaps. Promo code SNAPS if you sign up. All right, Aaron Murray, let's get into it, dude. Uh, Nick Saban replacing both coordinators and apparently reportedly is kicking the tires on a Jeremy Pruitt hire. Um, this is not surprising. Uh, there was a report, there, there's a tweet or a social media post, I think on Facebook, like a couple weeks back of Pruitt buying a car in an Alabama dealership. Uh, my brain immediately was like, okay, he's the DC. I don't know if that's actually true. But, you know, this is kind of a furthering of that. Uh, it is a bit interesting in that Pruitt is still under investigation by the NCAA. So yeah. uh, I don't know if you will be allowed to hire him yet or exactly how that's going to work out. Um, it, it's not that the SEC could block him or anything, but I think the SEC has to basically say, look, this is where he stands. And you have to decide whether or not you want to go through with this or not. Uh, before we get into maybe what the Pruitt hire would represent, and like a larger conversation, Aaron, what do you think about Pruitt being DC for Alabama again? I say I'm fine with it, man. He had a lot of success there as as DC, and and the one thing, seeing Pruitt's interactions with with uh, my former head coach Mark Rick, and then now and then seeing, you know, how Pruitt handled things at Tennessee, I think Pruitt needs he needs an alpha above him because like when you let that huh. that dog run loose. He's a wild. I mean, he's vicious. He was, he was, you know, he was vicious to to Mark Rick. Some of the stuff that I heard coming out of that camp. He was vicious at Tennessee and the way he coached and coached those kids. Like, like some of those kids like need like some mental rehab once he left to kind of, you know, pumpty dumpty fell off the wall. You got to put them back together again so that this new regime could kind of get them to where they are today. But he ain't gonna bark at Nick Saban. Like there's some coaches that he's underneath and he's like, yes, sir, yes, sir, no, sir. Uh, I'll do whatever you want. Like he needs that alpha above him to kind of keep him in check. I th- do I think he's a great football mind? Yeah. Do I think that he's a a heck of a defensive coach? Yes. I think he's all of that. I just think that he needs someone making sure that he is in line for how do you handle kids, how do you handle coaching, doing all the right things. Because like I said, if you let him off leash, man, he gets a little bit too wild for me. And I think that's some of the, the, the fruit that we've seen from him. In his past. So, yeah, I think it would be great to bring him back to Alabama, get him matched up with Nick Saban again, and then go out there with all the four- and five-star guys they have on defense. I think it would be perfect. Yeah, I mean, look, I I agree, dude. Pruitt Pruitt makes all the sense in the world. Um, He was a part of four national championships in eight years at Alabama. He worked his way up to being that D.C. Um, Really, in a lot of ways, uh, Pete Golding was always chasing the ghost. Of Jeremy Pruitt, mm-hmm. at least statistically, as his defense has never pulled off a Pruitt. So that makes a lot of sense, dude, if, if they want to do that. Yeah. Now, some may say, though, oh, it's a retread or revisit of the well. And then, no. you know, but Brum, Brum was drawing some interesting parallels between maybe like Nick Saban and Bill Belichick, right? They're getting older. They know who they know. Um, maybe they don't want to make any new friends. Because, I mean, you got Belichick last year, of course, hiring <laughs> Matt Patricia as – OC, which was just incredibly odd. And like, yeah. so generally, okay, here's what's crazy, right? Generally, if Bill Belichick does something, like makes a football decision, like, mm-hmm. of course, I have to be like, okay, yeah, that makes it like, that's right. It's freaking Bill Belichick. 
so that's why the Matt Patricia thing is so funny is because everybody was kind of like, this feels like it's going to be a bit of a disaster. And then sure yeah. enough, it ended up being that it's like it, it, it screwed up Mac Jones. It made after all the hype he built up, like it immediately went out the window. Like it made Mac Jones the worst player, it made their team worse. So it's like, why did Belichick do it? And and I don't know. Is he getting old? Like he said, is he just want to stick with the people that he already knows? Um, the only thing I'll say though is for Nick Saban, like we just said, I think Jeremy Pruitt makes way more sense whereas Matt Patricia did not. And if you look at Saban's hiring history, um, I don't think it's fair to say that he's a fan of retreads or because uh, yeah. he, I mean, he hires from all over the place. Uh, Glenn Gilbo has a great write-up at Outkick about this where he's, he points out like he's hired guys directly from the staff that he's upgraded. He's hired guys who have been unemployed for a while. He's hired guys from the NFL. He's hired guys that he's never worked with, never even known. Like the last time, mm-hmm. interestingly enough, it seems like they replaced coordinators so much at Alabama. He's only replaced both uh, one other off season. And it was a uh, 2008 and he replaced um, on the defensive side of the ball. He that's when Kirby smart came into the picture and offensively he replaced major Applewhite with Jim McElwain. And the crazy thing about Jim McElwain is he's come from Fresno state. He did not know Saban. He had never worked with Saban. So like, no, uh, Pruitt may feel like a retread, but I'd actually don't think it's, I think it's, I think it makes sense. And I don't think it's representative of a man who, is not willing to take some risks in hiring. Because I think Nick Saban has proven to do that over the years. Listen, if it ain't broke, why fix it? Like, there's nothing wrong with going back to a guy that, you know, you you, you tutored, you had him as part of your staff. As we know, for most Alabama assistants, if you have success at Alabama, you're going to get opportunities to go other places and and, and build something on your own. Obviously, that once again, that didn't work out for Jeremy Pruitt. But we do know it did work out at Alabama. It's not like he's going back to a guy that was complete horse crap. You know, I, you know, to me, it's not like, okay, four years, say in three years, say Jeremy Pruitt, say he did get this job, say in three years, maybe he gets an opportunity to be a head coach somewhere and leaves. And Nick Saban says, you know what? Let me go back and get, you know, Golding back in here. You know, I really liked, and things were going so well when Pete Golding was my DC. Let me bring him back into the fold. This isn't that situation. This is a guy that we alluded to the stats was one of the best DCs they've had during Nick Saban's tenure there as a head coach of Alabama. So it's kind of saying like, okay, he's back on the market. He's a hell of a DC. We need help on that side of the football. We have, you know, in our fans mind have, have not reached what our expectation should and could be with all the top talent we have. Let's bring him back. So I actually, I think to me, he's the clear cut decision. Uh, it's either that or bring in, uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. The, the, the former defensive coordinator. No, former defense coordinator there for 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 Wisconsin. Not Todd Grantham. I've oh yeah, Jim no, Leonard. God, right. No. I've seen Jim Leonard. Bro, I've seen Todd. I've seen Todd Grantham rumors. I mean, you want to piss Don't off do the it. Alabama fan Alabama. base immediately? Dude. Don't oh, do please it to yourself. Do it. No, Don't please do it. Do it dude. Do your, who, so, third and Grantham. Who doesn't love third and Grantham <laughs> will never go away. Trust me. Don't do it to yourself. I was about to say, who who doesn't love emotional third down cover zero blitzing? Okay, let's go, dude. No, that's the no, Todd the Grantham worst. experience. No, I'm not. I'm fine with the cover zero on third and long. It was the you know let's drop eight nine guys in coverage on third and long. Give the quarterback seven seconds to throw the football. And force our DBs to cover that long, and then someone gets open. I'm just like, force the quarterback, uh, well, get the ball out of his hands. Drives me crazy. It's not going to be Todd Grantham. Um, I hope not. Jim Leonard. 
is the interesting name. That's the guy you're talking about from Wisconsin. Somebody who's been up for NFL DC jobs. Um, I'd be pretty intimidated if Jim Leonard, like, like at least Jeremy Pruitt is the devil you know. If Jim Leonard, a guy that was a premier head coaching prospect not that long ago, even on you know some NFL looks, um, a guy who the Packers wanted to be their DC. Uh, if he goes to Alabama and gets teamed up with that talent, that could be potentially pretty freaky. I will say, it'd, though. It would be, uh, be good for him, too. I think it would be yeah. good for Jim Leonard to kind of, you know, because I, I do think he's a head coach, future head coach, uh, especially the college ranks. He needs, a little, yeah. and he needs a little saving in his life. He needs to go yeah. learn from the master, figure out what he – because, listen, he was given an opportunity to be the head coach at Wisconsin. I mean, he was given that opportunity. Yeah. What is this? He, um, is this? oh, sorry. I, I don't know. I, okay. For the, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I screwed this all up. I feel like I'm on a dandruff commercial. If you're listening on podcast, I was <laughs> aggressively wiggling my fingers in front of the camera. That was me sprinkling uh, Saban dust on Jim Leonard's career. Oh, he just needs a little, he needs a little Saban dust. Let me talk. No, I know. I know. I know. I can tell that because <laughs> you abruptly stopped. So I apologize. That's why I think I sent some very weird mixed signals. Um, yeah, he, that's bringing a little Saban dust on Jim Leonard's career. Cause you're right. Like that's kind of what he needs to be put over. To get that big head coaching opportunity. And like Nick Saban yeah. has put many people over Jim Leonard. Do you, do you, Aaron, do you think at all he'd be hesitant to work with Leonard given that, or excuse me, he'd be hesitant that Leonard would be hesitant to take that job because Saban is a defensive coach? Because like everything else makes all the sense. He'd get paid incredibly well. Uh, yeah. He would have the best athletes he's ever had in his entire life with which to work. Um, sure, the expectation is going to be super high, but I don't think that's something that he's going to shy away from. Uh, no. Like the only downside that I see is that he would be under uh, Nick Saban, who he, he wouldn't have full autonomy, right? Like, like, like Nick yeah. Saban, I, I, I still think is a big presence in those defensive meeting rooms. I, I mean, to me, like at the end of the day, Nick is one of the best defensive minds in the game he's the best head coach of all time when it comes to college football like you want to learn from the best like if if, if, if i want to be a better quarterback i'm going to go you know try and watch some film with tom brady or Payne manning i want to go try to be under those guys i want to go be their backup quarterback for a couple of years figure out what their day-to-day -day is in order to be the goat status and if you want to be a great head coach and it's been proven that if you want to be a head coach somewhere maybe not great because not all of them have turned out great but if you want to get that opportunity, go go be with Nick Saban. Kind of see what's behind the curtain. And, and, and you know, I've talked to people and coaches, whether it's assistants or future head coaches, that have said it really is an eye-opening experience. Like when I do get the opportunity to go coach with Nick Saban and I leave that situation, like, man, like I did not realize what all is done there at Alabama, kind of what how he runs that program. So I would look at it as a plus. Like at the end of the day, are you going to have to maybe answer a couple more questions about why you are running your defense the way you want to run it? Why you called a certain play at a certain situation? Yes. But you're also getting a plus tutorage, tutelage, 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 tutelage. Yeah, tu from the well, greatest I, I kinda like, head coach I kind of like tutorage. I kind of like tutorage. So yeah, I think it's I think a new it, word. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and like, you understand it, like contextually, like I understand he's, he's, He's being tutored by Nick Saban. I agree. No, you, you you make you make a very strong point here, and that what I am kind of framing in my head as the biggest drawback could actually be like a great resource for Jim Leonard to pull from. So we'll see. 
but it feels like it's probably going to be Jeremy Pruitt. I don't know about the offensive side of the ball. Um, Jeff Levy was kind of mentioned. I don't think I see that. Um, Colin Klein from Kansas State. I read, I mean, that's a young up-and-comer, which Saban has proven to like at times. It feels like a lot of pressure. Joe Brady, obviously. I don't see Dan Mullen wanting to leave no. retirement and work for Nick Saban. I mean, you would know better than I do, given that you and Dan I've heard, are like I've heard that he's, neighbors. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I will be at the lake this weekend for a little bit, so maybe I'll see if I can uh, sneak an answer out of Dan. Uh, no, I think Dan is, is thoroughly enjoying retirement. Um, I think he really enjoyed the broadcasting gig. I thought he actually did a pretty good job, whether it was games or or in in, um, in studio. So no, I think you know, he's. I remember we had him on the show. What did what did he tell us? Like, man, I'm, it's a Wednesday he's afternoon, very, yeah. and I get to go watch film with my son. He's doing middle school install game. Yeah, he's doing middle school <laughs> install, but he's with his kids. Like, I mean, that's the only thing we talk about with college coaching is like these guys get no opportunity to be with their family. On a Wednesday afternoon, Dan Mullen, what's the first thing he does? He plays golf every Wednesday with, with one of our mutual friends. He plays golf. The wives play golf together. The boys play golf. And then he goes and coaches his son in middle school football. And he has about you know, $30 million in the bank account. Like, you can't Jeez. tell me that not that ain't like the, the perfect – that's my perfect day. Like, if I can wake up every day, play golf, and then go coach my son in middle school football, I would be the happiest man alive and sprinkle little snaps in between – I mean, it's I can like die heaven. Man. Yeah, I mean, that literally heaven. is like just a little bit of taking. Yeah, just a little bit of taking sprinkled yes. in. And uh, mm-hmm. man, that really does sound just absolutely fantastic. I'm, I'm jealous of Dan Mullen now. Um, so I, I'm still not. I mean, I, I don't know why because I'm just dumb. I'm like hire Greg Roman and make him make Jalen Milrow a beast, and yeah. just go with like a run first offense. Zig do. Do like what you just saw the Eagles do to great effect on the NFL level, but you know, uh, well, you you know what's kind of crazy, man. I was thinking about when putting all this together today, thinking about Nick Saban, Jim McElwain. What happened to Jim McElwain, dude? Like, he had a moment there. I mean, people forget here. Jim McElwain won two SEC East titles. Like he I played know. in Atlanta twice. And the head he coach just, of like, Central Michigan himself. I, 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 dude, it's so funny too. Um, he looks like a beaver, like, like a hundred percent. He, he is one of his, his, his front teeth. It's absurd how beaver like he is. Uh, but, but I was just thinking about Jim, man. And, and what's up with Florida? How does Florida like have coaches that are really good, but then end up getting fired, but I can't really place where they were fired. Like, do you, like, why was Jim McElwain fired? Do you remember? Um, well, part of it is because he was photoed taking naked with a shark and then adamantly denied it like a moron. No, dude, that actually wasn't what? him. That actually, yeah, wait, do you not remember the Jim McElwain shark? I do not picture? remember that at all. No, I do not oh, remember. Oh, it's incredible. Please, it's incredible. Up. There is a true Jim McElwain doppelganger. Also, looks like a beaver. Uh, a true McElwain doppelganger who is butt naked humping a shark that they just caught. But uh, I, I thought it was McElwain. The entire world thought it was McElwain. And I actually, you, you got to give credit to Caleb Presley, the uh, the kid from Barstool Sports. Very, very funny. I say kid. I think we're like the same age probably. I think he's a little younger. But he did a deep dive documentary where he hunted down from the actual man in the picture uh, with the shark. So so it is, it is confirmed that Jim McElwain did not – 
hump that shark. But to my point, I ask why Matt Gwen gets fired, got fired, and you're saying because he humped that shark. Like, does anybody actually know why Jim McElwain got fired? Aaron, do you? I mean, you you First follow off, Georgia it, these? I mean, I, what's I, is he like naked on the shark? We only see the top. He's butt half, naked. Like, He's butt naked. No, is he bro, butt no, naked? No, you can see. Yes, you can see the whole naked body. Obviously, this is cropped, so you can't see his ass because this uh, is okay. not what he takes. Never mind. I was like, this is not a bad picture, but I mean, if we were seeing butt cheeks and everything, so I guess our OnlyFans career should probably go to the wayside because he got fired for being naked humping a shark. Yeah, or was again, it just guys, <laughs> again, I, this can't be why he got fired. Why did if Jim McElwain went to if he won the East twice? How did he get? It's kind of like Dan Mullen. Like how did Dan Mullen get fired? Because Florida fans are crazy, ball? man. They have crazy expectations. That's why. Did they just not like Jim McElwain either? Like, is that what it is? You just have to be likable in Florida to to remain employed. What is chat saying? Maybe they can help me out. Where y'all are uh, giving me nothing. Hey, Brum, you're looking. You're 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 monitoring the only only takes too as well. Of course, uh, we only uh, got one. Uh, we got we got a question on the Big Twelve schedule, but we'll get to that at some nah, point. Nah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, we can do it or not. Again, if you want to super chat for only takes, you can. I feel like people like to super. Yeah, whatever. We'll figure it out. Um, shout out. Jim, oh, no, I Jack, forgot about Jim, this. What? <laughs> he lied about death threats. Oh, oh, that's what it was. Now I remember. Yes, 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 yes. yes. So he really he was did trying to get, get out of anything. He really did get fired for being unlikable then. Because the only yeah. way that you lie about death threats is if the relationship is toxifying. And the only yeah. way Florida went that hard to figure out that he lied about death threats was because Florida didn't like him. Um, that's crazy, though. Florida, when are you going to be happy? Now you got Napier. You're going to run him out of town, too? Uh, I mean, I yeah. thought Napier was going to be Florida, peace. We'll Florida, see Florida won't be happy until they fire Napier and bring back Urban Meyer. Then, then Florida will be celebrating the good times. Yeah, it's important to have likable coaches that everyone can get along with, it, both in and out of the university. So let's call Urban Meyer. So I mean, again, bro, yeah, you joke, but like, yes, he is the Florida they legend. Love. He's the only one. He won two uh, natties. Beloved. Two natties. With Chris Leak. How about it? Um, so Nick Saban. Look, the the, the bottom line is that. If I'm a coordinator or a coach and Nick Saban calls, I'm, I'm coming, man, because uh, you're going to get to coach the best players. You're going to get paid millions, and chances are, after you get a little bit of that Saban dust, uh, you get upgraded to, like, a big badass job uh, down the road. Uh, all right. Uh, next up on the list, Jim Harbaugh back in the news as uh, it looks like the Broncos search is down to two between Jim Harbaugh and Sean Payton. Uh, of course, the Broncos ownership group flying out again to Michigan to meet up with Harbaugh. Um, Brum, you seem to be of the opinion that this is a giant screw up on Michigan's part. That if they just would have paid Jim Harbaugh, they wouldn't have these problems. They would just give him the hundred million. I think that perhaps is true, but also like at the end of the day, because Sean Payton wants twenty mil. Okay, so that's like what the Broncos are thinking about paying. So if you're going to give Sean Payton 20 mil, you could outbid Michigan for Jim Harbaugh, right? And there's clearly something there where Harbaugh would be willing to come to the NFL. So, like, I don't know if Michigan can do anything here. My bigger deal is if I'm the Broncos, I'm going Sean Payton over Jim Harbaugh. And I know Harbaugh has a stellar 
resume, but you're invested in Russell Wilson. You gave up all those draft picks, all that money. Uh, like you need, you, you need to get whatever you can out of Russell Wilson. And Sean Payton is a proven coach. that can maximize offense, maximize quarterback play. He can create a culture. What, dude? What do you mean? Eh? What do you mean? Well, I just, I just I, I want to go to, what, do you, I think it goes to, I know you paid Russell Wilson a ton of money, but do you really feel like Russell Wilson is a guy right now that could put a team on his back and go win a Super Bowl by just being a quarterback that throws the ball 30, 40 times a game? I don't think so. And then what has Jim done really well over the past two years at Michigan? He is re- created their identity of this is this is who i am i want to be a powerful defensive run the football type football team and it's led to -to back-to-back championships inside that conference so to me russell wilson's at the tail end like russell wilson is not a top 10 top 15 quarterback in, in the nfl he's not going to put the team on his back you need to find a way to play complimentary football on both sides run the football be more physical that's why I do like him to, to go there hardball, to be the next head coach. I don't want to bring in a quarterback guy and then say, okay, we brought in Sean Payne, so now all of a sudden we're expecting Russell Wilson to be this, this guy that he was five, six, seven years ago. That's not the case anymore. There is no saving Russell Wilson. It was a bad investment. Now it's can we just play a brand of football that will complement the type of quarterback that we have right now who is on the tail end of his career. So that's why I'm going to go with a guy that maybe isn't going to focus on throwing the ball 40 times a game. It's it's a fair argument. I think where maybe I disagree is that I don't think that Sean, Sean Payton doesn't equal throwing the ball 40 times a game. No, like, I know. Sean Payton equals creating whatever his personnel can do, right? Like I saw him – when Teddy Bridgewater came in and and he led them to a 6-0 record, right? I saw him use uh, Jameis Winston and Trevor Simeon and others for a year to get to the Saints uh, to a a really nice place. Like if Jameis doesn't tear his ACL two years ago, he was having a really good, solid year under Sean Payton and wasn't throwing the ball a ton, was actually throwing it pretty little, like in the low 20s pass attempts per game. So if I'm the Broncos, and and I feel you, dude, Russell Wilson's not going to carry your team. Um, he is not the future, but he is your immediate future, right? Like at least for the next few years. And he should, in theory, I like, I agree. He's not going to carry the team, but if you can create a positive roster, a positive culture, all the things of which I think both coaches are capable of doing, I think Russell Wilson can still win you enough games to get in the playoffs. I, I, I mean, I don't know. It, it felt it felt so bad coming out of my mouth. I, I think, it, I just, unfortunately for the for the Broncos, I mean, it just smacked them right in the face. I mean, probably one of the worst uh, acquisitions of a quarterback of all time. Uh, what you yeah. got from Russell? And I don't know. Maybe Russell, if Russell can just stop with the commercials, stop with the off field BS, and and just focus on only football. Maybe we'll see a different Russell Wilson next year, but I don't know, man. I just think right now you're stuck with him as we all know, based on that money, no one is going to trade for him because no one wants to pay that, 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 that hit on their salary no. cap. No, you have to recreate your identity on offense. So do I want to pay 10 more million dollars to Sean Payne to run an offense that isn't going to highlight a quarterback and and the 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 passing attack that we are so accustomed to seeing him do at New Orleans, 
if I'm going to hire him to do the same thing that Harbaugh is going to do, build a brand of football that's more physical at the line of scrimmage, why would I double that salary to a head coach if I don't have to? Like, if well, I mean, they're going I've, to try to run the same like... thing, why pay him 20 when you can get Harbaugh for 10? JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. The Super Bowl hath arrived. And this year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. What's up, y'all? T-Bob here from your new favorite college football show, Snaps, here at The Volume. 
And I want to encourage you to download FanDuel right now and use the promo code SNAPS so you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet where you'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your bet first bet doesn't win. How about that? And remember, FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads, who'll score a touchdown. Look, I, I, I need more time to workshop this, but, 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 but. After what I witnessed out of Pat Mahomes, the toughness, tenacity, reminding everyone that, no, 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 I am the best player in the world right now. I'm liking the Chiefs, and I'm liking Pat Mahomes' props. We'll see where it goes. The best part is, if you think I'm an idiot, you can bet however you want on a top-rated sportsbook app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And the best of all, when you win, you get paid your winnings instantly. So, join FanDuel today with promo code SNAPS. Claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. Remember, up to $3,000 back in free bets. Let's make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. I mean, I would say I think that Sean Payton is more proven, but, I mean, Jim Harbaugh's NFL resume is kind of untouchable. Pretty, so, pretty um, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah, it's, it's, I, I mean, you know what it is? I think I'm probably just too close to the Peyton situation, right? And so I've seen firsthand and covering the Saints, like, I've seen him squeeze blood from the stones at times in terms of oh, he's great. what he was able to create. So I just feel like, look, I, look, if you are the new owners of the Broncos, you are an American oligarch. Like, your family is part Cronky, part Walton. You have more money than God. Like, pay Sean Payton the 20 mil, pay Harbaugh the 15 mil, whatever. You need the big splash. Like, like just, you you can't be told no. You can't be told. I will say this. One thing that may be a hang-up for Payton, and I don't know how bad Harbaugh is in this department, but being a college coach, I imagine he kind of wants this too. Sean Payton wants supreme power. It's one of the things that wasn't really known in New Orleans is, like, Sean Payton was almost like a pseudo owner of the Saints, and I'm not exaggerating. Like as Tom Benson got o- uh, older, there is like a group, almost a well, cabal. Feels like a pejorative, like I'm being negative towards them, but there is like a cabal of like six guys that you know, like Mickey Loomis, some of the financial guys, some other guys, where they kind of like run and ran and owned the Saints and have for a while now. And Sean Payton was firmly in that crew. So he had, like, major power for personnel decisions, trade decisions, like all that sorts of stuff. I wonder if Denver will be willing to give that to him. But, yeah, I mean, dude, you're the Walt. you got all the money in the world. If Sean Payton wants $20 million and you think he's your answer, I say, yeah, you just go get him. And you just pay him the $20 million And it is um, what it is. But we, we, we will see. But the Jim Harbaugh story, not done yet. That would be disastrous for Michigan, Aaron to lose Harbaugh, to lose your head coach this late in the cycle after what you did the last couple of years, I can't really imagine a uh, a worse outcome for Michigan in that case. I, it, it does suck. It does. I get it. Like you, he's, he's, he's a top five coach in America, led you to two playoffs, two Big Ten championship games. But, I mean, like at the end of the day, too, like if you don't want to be here, then just go. Like, like, like if you want to be an NFL head coach, because obviously he does. Like, there's no doubt about it. Like, you would not continue to take these interviews. You would not continue to talk with these NFL teams if you did not want to pick up and get back to the NFL. And like I've talked about on previous shows, like I don't blame him. Like, if I'm a coach, I would rather much rather coach in the NFL too because it's all about coaching. That's all it is. It's just coaching. College football is about recruiting. It's about the portal. It's about dealing with NIL. NFL is purely I'm here to coach. And if you suck or if you get in trouble, 
I'm just going to cut your ass and I'll find someone else. Like it is just a lot. Of, it's an easier process. So I don't yeah. blame him. But as a Michigan fan, I'm kind of like, okay, I don't want to play this dance every year. Like I want a guy that is committed to Michigan, that wants to be here, that wants to build this program for the next five to ten years. Not a guy that after every season, I know is going to be is looking to take every you know essentially interview with with whatever NFL job is 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 open at the time, and that's going to be hardball. It is that is going to be the 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 the, the cycle that we're going to get if he stays. He's going to have success. There's going to be the great game versus Ohio State. That's going to determine who wins the Big Ten. He's going to get to the playoffs if he doesn't, whatever. And then as soon as the season's over with, it's going to be like, okay, where's Harbaugh going to go interview at now? So to me, I'm sick. I, as a, if I'm a Michigan fan, I'm sick of the, the, the dance. If you want it, go take it. I think right now, if he would if he gets an offer, he's gone. And um, I Look, I feel you that playing games is annoying, and I do feel that. But annoying. at the same time, but if nobody's coming after your coach, is your coach actually good? Like, yes, there are the rare stalwarts, you're right? At Michigan, like, Saban you're at Michigan, though. Saban is going to be at though. Alabama no matter you're, what. You're at Brian Kelly's going to be at LSU at his point in his career no matter what. I, I, I feel you, but, like, there's only a handful of coaches where the fans are unquestionably happy with them and there's no flirtation with bigger and better jobs. And Michigan should be able to pull that off, but it's a dangerous, like, just a dangerous game to play, man. If you, if you get so pissed off with the games that you ruin a really good thing or you let it kind of poison your relationship, like, it kind of appears that Ward Manuel and Jim Harbaugh already have. I mean, Ward Manuel's the AD at Michigan. They don't even talk. He's going to the president, talking over his head. So uh, I, I, I think you have to just kind of take the good with the bad with Jim. And if that means flirtation and kind of like – trying to use the NFL for leverage against you. You take it because he just beat Ohio State and made back-to-back playoffs. Like, I don't know who – you can go out there and get somebody who's going to be happy to be at Michigan, but will he have the success that Harbaugh's had at Michigan? I don't know. It's tough. It's tough to say. Um, hey, we got some big news out of the Big 12, which now the Big 12 goes from, what, 12 to 14 teams this year? This one random year before everything changes in 2024. Uh, we got a schedule release for the Big 12, Brum, here. Do we, do, we, do we have Oklahoma ready to roll? We sure do. Hold on just a second. All right, cool. Yeah. I'm looking at it right on, now. It, how, it, how you doing? It's, it, it's still weird to me to look at the Big 12 schedule. And I was like, oh, BYU. Oh, UCF. Oh, Cincinnati. Yes. Houston. Like, it's just gonna. It's to me. It's it. The whole thing is is gonna be very fascinating um, as these conferences continue to rely. Like it's still like awkward to see those four teams. I guess not awkward, but um, not as uh, easy on the eyes to see those four teams now associated with the with the Big Twelve. All right. So here we go. The Oklahoma schedule. They start. versus Arkansas State at home. Then versus SMU. Then at Tulsa at. Cincinnati. That's actually a wonderful ramp for Brent Venables in year number two, right? Like as he needs to, um, because I'm about to rip on Brent Venables when you try to spew this bullshit about them winning the conference, right? So as he's looking to right that ship, uh, the amount of confidence that can be gained in Arkansas State, SMU, at Tulsa, and then at Cincinnati, like every week, 
is like a slightly better team. And it's before you get to, you know, maybe some of the big dogs like a Texas or a, or a Kansas State. Or it looks like Kansas State actually isn't on this schedule. Um, so I think that's a very friendly beginning of the schedule there. I think it's a great schedule for them. I mean, I see a bunch of wins on that, that schedule right now, um, to be honest. I mean, you, the, Texas obviously is the big one in the middle of the season. You know, Kansas, can they duplicate the, the success they had last year? Oklahoma's still a more talented team. Oklahoma State's going to be breaking in a new quarterback. Um, you have to go on the road to BYU. You get TCU at home. Listen, the one thing you say about Oklahoma is, is yes, they were 6-7. and seven. Four of those games were all within one score. Uh, you got Dylan Gabriel back. You know Venables is going to get that defense just a, even a little bit better than where they were last year. It's going to be major improvements because the offense was pretty good. Uh, if the defense can just take a step forward, all of a sudden those one-score games are going to be in your favor. And I don't see many, many games on this schedule where you can say right now that the rosters for the opponent is better than your roster that you have at Oklahoma besides maybe that game versus Texas. So, yeah, I do think we're going to have no, an Oklahoma again. team that takes a massive step in the right direction this year. Yeah, again, I guess the problem is even last year, you would have looked at that schedule and said, I don't see a whole bunch of teams. Yeah, but it was his first uh, year, though. That are just flat it was his out first year. Oklahoma. First year head coach. Like, 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 you know, first year head coach. I'm going to give him a to Neil to kind of Brown in West out. Virginia. Uh, yeah, maybe so. That's not good. That's not good. Maybe that's so. Good. The defense is awful. Look, they recruited great, though. Uh, so I am being a Venables hater. I might be setting myself up for failure here because they recruited incredibly well, been really well in the transfer portal. Um, again, they're going to be vastly more talented than basically everybody on that schedule. It's just a question of whether or not Brent Venables can make it happen. And on that, I just – like. You know me, I'm anti-Texas and anti-Sark. I think I would actually give uh, Texas and Sarkeesian, uh, Aaron, a better chance of winning the Big 12 uh, than I would Oklahoma. Like, okay, okay, so I feel you. It's a friendly schedule. Okay, so you're saying the path to improvement, it's it's the one-score games. It simply is the defense getting better. Uh, why wasn't the defense already better, though, when Brent Venables, that's his side of the ball? Like, that's supposed to be where his expertise lies. Well, I mean, we, we had Roy Williams on last year, um, and then we asked him this question. And Roy, obviously, two-time All-American there at Oklahoma, and he kind of broke it down like, man, these guys are just – they're trying to do too much. You know, they're trying to make all these big plays. They're trying to just – and I guess you could say, well, then shouldn't the coaching be a little bit better? Like, yeah, yeah that's I get Venables. that. Yes, it is a little bit on Venables, but that's also repetition. Like it's also guys trusting the system. It's 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 watching enough tape and understanding. Like I don't have to be Superman. I just got to play in my gap and and let my brother next to me take care of his responsibility. And we're going to be better on that side of the football. So I, just like life, T Bob, everything's about reps and and learning and understanding how Venable's system works and and where all the pieces fit on that side of the football and you get through a first season you get through now spring and summer and another fall camp like is this defense going to be the best defense inside the big 12 this year probably not but is this defense going to be better than they were last year like yes i do and like i said kansas state seven point game uh baylor three-point game west virginia three-point game texas tech three-point game florida state three-point game that's five games all within a score so you can't tell me 
that that defense can't get just a little bit better with one of the best defensive-minded coaches in America now as a head coach to complement what they can do on offense, I think you're crazy yeah, but, not to believe in them a little but, bit this but, year with that schedule but, too. Yeah, I guess the problem is, though, is that, okay, you're not going to go 5-0 and in those one-score games either, though, right? You're probably going to no. go like 2-3, and 3-2, so – Sure, maybe he gets to like an eight and four record, or or maybe even like a nine. I I just, I'm not I'm not a believer. I'm not a believer. I I, I don't know why I would be a believer in Brent Venables. We've never seen it as a head coach, and I don't know. I've never really been overly awed by Dylan Gabriel, either. So, um, but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, again, they should win the Big Twelve. They have the most talent, so they're playing on an uneven field every single week. I just don't know if yeah. they will. Uh, all right, Brum. Um, so what's the deal with only takes? Do we have any takes for only takes, or no? It turns out when you badger people into paying for questions they don't want to, what what do we get? Right now, it's just a question of the Big Twelve schedule, and I'm going to pull up a question of some of the most uh, intriguing games here from our good friend uh, Brett McMurphy. Uh, Oh hell yeah! Just something a little get to wet our beaks a little bit as we are still 29 weeks away from college tackle football. I mean, I am fascinated to see what TCU is going to be like, right? Uh, making the natty this I year. I, I, I have a feeling they're going to be a bit like Cincinnati. We're all the, the kind of stars aligned for Cincinnati, and they had so many NFL guys on that roster with Sauce Gardner on them a couple years ago. And it's not that Cincinnati was bad last year, but, like, they, it, you can't replace that talent year in and year out at Cincinnati. I kind of feel the same about TCU, right? They had NFL guys at every kind of level this last year. I wonder if they'll be able to just uh, replace that. But maybe I'm being a hater, though. Maybe, maybe Am I disrespecting TCU, Aaron? No, I'm with you. I, I, I want to see it back-to-back years. My, my most intriguing game on that calendar is the Week 4 game, Oklahoma traveling to Cincinnati. Because you look at Cincinnati's schedule – EKU, Pittsburgh, uh, I think they have Miami of Ohio for their third game. So their first real big test is going to be welcoming Oklahoma uh, to their yeah. home. And and for Oklahoma, it's kind of their first big test too as we kind of go back to their schedule. So, you know, how legit is Oklahoma this year? And also, like, is Cincinnati really ready for the big boy league? Are they really ready to make that jump from a group of five team to the big 12 you know it's, it's great when you just play one or two games against a power five team every year this is going to now be their first game of now playing big 12 competition the rest of the way so are they ready for that 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 mental and physical challenge and that's gonna be the first i mean that's their first game that's literally their first big 12 game as being a part of the big 12 will be welcoming oklahoma to their house that's pretty bad that's great um that's yeah. great um now it is a post Luke Fickle world at Cincinnati, yeah, right? So like where is Cincinnati going to go? For boys, can I can I be honest for a second here? Looking in the um in the in the in the in the in the trust circle here. Um that schedule didn't seem that exciting. Like the big twelve notable right. games. Am I wrong? No, the big like, 12 am sucks. I am I wrong? Yeah, I mean, again, a fun and yeah, but but something about I think I'm an elitist. I think I'm a bit of elite. Something about the infusion of like BYU and Cincinnati, like I, I still get hyped when I awful. see like uh, it like looks awful. like Kansas State against West Virginia, like that matchup. I I man, some about 
like BYU Texas yeah, was kind of the most interesting thing on there. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm okay. So I'm ready for the death of the Big 14, and I'm ready for Texas and Oklahoma to move into the SEC. I suppose. Uh, but but I would love it again. I would love it so much if for the umpteenth year in a row, uh, Texas and OU kind of get it shoved in their faces, and neither one of them for the third year in a row at least wins uh, the Big 12 on their way out to the SEC. That would make me very happy. But yeah, it kind of it kind of looks a little it kind of looks a little uglier than I thought it would when you actually see it. What on do you think? Paper. What do you think? TC, what do you think? TCU versus uh, versus Colorado game one. You think Colorado has a chance? No. I'm not going to disrespect TCU that much, too. Right. Uh, if we just talked about the year one struggles that you can have, and granted, Prime's a beast, and what he's done is uh, is pretty incredible. I'm not, I'm not, I, I ain't going to, I mean, surely you're with me here, right? TCU? Uh, is it in T, is that TCU or is it at Colorado? I don't know. Are you, are you this big of a buffs guy? Like, Prime's got you this convinced? I'm just, I'm just like more like TCU. And if it's and if and I'm telling you the takes if if Deion Sanders wins his first game at Colorado the takes will be out of this Oh my God, we're yeah, gonna go live right after the damn game. I don't know, man. I don't. I just I call me a hater on TCU, but like until they they prove it to me, man, I can see that team falling off. Like a lot of stars had to align for them last year, which they did, and they took advantage of it. And they they were great in the fourth quarter, but your magic man Max Duggan is gone. I mean, he 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 won you a lot of games in the fourth quarter. So until you show me that you have a quarterback with the, the brass balls that he has, I, I, I want to see it first. So I think that's an intriguing game to me. I'm not saying t- that Colorado's going to win. It's more intriguing because I want to see, can TCU, do they have the talent to repeat and get to the playoffs? And two, I'm intrigued to see what Colorado looks like in their first game for, for Dion. I mean, I feel, again, I feel comfortable in saying that TCU's not going to repeat and get to the playoffs. And that they will have a step back a la Cincinnati, but I can't see him losing to Colorado just yet, dude. Like that, that, that's no. I, they got too many good players right now. That I, I just keep thinking about that Colorado meeting room. I, I again, I'm sorry, Coach Brewster. I do not believe that the Buffs are bringing 60 minutes of hell with them quite yet. Maybe they get there. Bro, are y'all here when they're playing right now? They're playing in former, which I'm pretty sure it's a song and fam. I'm pretty sure it's a white Canadian doing a Rasta thing. Is this correct? Can anybody back me up here? <laughs> yes, you know it's very about, Chet bro? Hanks. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I love it, though. It sounds great. Okay, well, look, I'm, I'm here live at the Senior Bowl. I'm about to go watch practice. Go watch quarterbacks. Or, no, I'm going to go work and watch practice yeah, okay. and scout. All right. I, I want a full like, scouting report, T-Ball, tomorrow, what the quarterbacks look like. Please, thank what? you. I don't, I don't watch quarterbacks. I don't watch quarterbacks. It looks like the first practice ended while we were doing this, the second practice about to get underway. Um, yeah, I'm going to go run around Mobile and then uh, get some drinks. You're all right about that. All right, uh, Aaron Murray, Ryan Brumley, uh, huge thank you to uh, Paul Ferry, to Pat Gunner, Danny Cardenas. Thank you to Jim Nagy and Molly of the Senior Bowl for having us out here, man. It's going to be awesome all week long. Kind of finding my sea legs today. Uh, we'll, we'll, you know, see see if we can spice things up in terms of, like guests and whatnot uh, over through the next couple of days. And um, shout out Fanduel, man! Sign up the Fanduel Sportsbook app. Promo code Snaps uh, right now, guys. A three thousand dollar no sweat 
first bet. So like, let's say you want to put like a thousand dollars in your account. You can literally all let it ride in a bet and see if you double up. And if you don't, you get that money back in bonus bets uh, with which to play. So pretty, pretty great stuff there. Fandle. We ever listen to Padre review it. Thank you. Sorry, I, I don't have a great like chat set up today either. So sorry for missing your comments, but huge thank you to hanging out with us. Like, subscribe, rate, review the pod wherever you get it, and we will see you tomorrow for a brand new episode. Of Snacks. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury: the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. Join me and my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high-quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 for 20% off your first order. Turns out a delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything they make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients, their cleaning products smell like a dream and work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. Goodness, there's no better feeling than that. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Visit MrsMyers.com today.